Welcome to Payroll Country, and welcome to the very first episode of the Payroll Country podcast. This podcast is presented and produced by Complete Payroll, and my name is Joe Peluso. Complete Payroll provides HR, timekeeping, and of course, payroll services to thousands of businesses and organizations all over the country, all from a tiny rural town in Western New York, where there are literally more cows than people. True story. But beyond that, we at Complete Payroll have committed ourselves over the last few years to providing relevant, informational, and hopefully entertaining content to HR professionals, business owners, basically anybody whose job it is to manage a workforce or take care of people. And that's why we thought it would be fitting to launch this podcast by releasing episodes of a video series that we have been doing for years called People Work. People Work is an interview series. We sit down with experts and professionals to discuss a wide range of topics under the human capital management and human resources umbrellas. What you're about to hear is the very first episode of People Work that we ever recorded. Back in 2018, when we recorded this episode, paid family leave and the Paid Family Leave Act were top of mind for HR professionals and business owners alike. It was a brand new law. A lot of people didn't understand what was in it and how to stay compliant with it. CJ Maurer, who is a former Complete Payroll employee, but is now a consultant for Complete Payroll and still very much a friend to the company, sat down with Christine Theodorakos from Bond Benefits Consulting. Christine was an expert on the Paid Family Leave Act at the time, and she helped us and all of our clients and anybody that heard the episode or watched the episode make heads or tails of this very confusing piece of legislation. We got a lot of great feedback on this episode from clients and non-clients. And even though some of the information is a little outdated because it was recorded back in 2018, most of what's here is very relevant to business owners today who are still navigating the waters of the Paid Family Leave Act. And we really think that you'll get a lot of value out of what's here. So we're very excited to present this as the very first episode of the Payroll Country Podcast. Again, this is CJ Maurer and Christine Theodorakos from Bond Benefits Consulting discussing the Paid Family Leave Act. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. I am CJ Maurer with Complete Payroll, and I want to welcome you to our inaugural episode of our new video series called People Work. Uh, People Work is a series where we interview various experts in a variety of human capital management fields. Uh, and really what we're looking to do is just have open conversations into interesting subjects, latest trends, news, labor law, whatever is going on and whatever we think is relevant uh, to a lot of people. Uh, if you haven't seen our disclaimer, uh, one of the things that is important for us to establish is uh, we're not here to endorse any predict particular product or service or organization. What we want to do is expand access to ideas and news and insight and analysis to anybody within the human capital management industry, anybody who essentially their job is taking care of and managing people. So payroll, HR, benefits, insurance, labor law, all these other things. And I am pleased to uh, introduce our guest, Christine Theodorakis from Bond Financial Network. Um, Christine is here to talk about paid family leave. And what I think is really interesting about um, paid family leave is that as an industry, we've spent a lot of time uh, focusing on it, specifically in 2017. 
and specifically on the employer side, mm -hmm. because as we all know, the law came into effect January 1st this year. So there was a lot of work that um, employers needed to do in order to prepare for the uh, go live, if you will, of this law. But now it's a law and the dust is settled. And uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, there's nothing left to do to be mindful or or be mindful of or adhere to this law. So um, we're very excited to have Christine on, who is um, an expert in paid family leave, among other things. Um, so welcome, Christine. We're really happy to have you. Thank you, CJ. It's always a good moment to partner with Complete Payroll. Um, did I sell you short or anything? Is there anything no, else? No, I, I think we're done. You covered it all. So thank okay. you. <laughs> well, all right. So before we get into it, um, there may be people watching who aren't really sure what paid family leave is and or how it might be relevant to them. So do you want to kind of take a minute and explain that? Yeah, of course. So like you said, it just came into effect. You know, we're, we're talking a couple months into 2018, but we started hearing about it last spring in 2017. The law was passed in or around April 2017, but it went into effect this past January, January 1, 2018. And a lot of people really don't have their arms around it yet, and that's okay. So this is a good moment to help them with that. So from the employee perspective, it's something that's available to all New Yorkers, anybody working in New York State. And it's a program that's meant to give them time away from work when they're bonding with a new child, when a family member has a chronic illness and they're helping support that situation, or when there's military exigency. And so how do the benefits work? So uh, if those are qualifying events, mm -hmm. um, how can somebody take leave? How do they get paid? How does that whole thing work? Sure. So it's a system that's going to be in controlled by an insurance plan. So it's it's a it's a moment in between the employer and the employee where um, the employee is going to know they might think that they're going to take a PFL leave and we'll get into the specifics of what they are. They'll seek out the employer for the information and then the employer will give them the claims paperwork and the employee has to go through the exercise of filling out the claims paperwork, getting the insurance carrier the required supporting documentation, and there can be a lot to that, and submitting it to the insurance carrier. So the overall view of it is it's different than New York State statutory disability. You are going to take DBL if something is going on with you, that's you know for yourself. Um, but PFL, paid family leave, is essentially when you're dealing with something with your family. So if that's a family member that is sick with a chronic illness, you know, something that, that can be proven, doctors are going to be involved, statements are going to be signed. Um, if there's a new baby or a new foster placement or adoption, you can take time to bond with the new child or military exigency. It's something someone is being deployed. There's a graduation. There's an event. There's um, time needed for counseling, things of that nature. You can apply for paid family leave and you can get up to eight weeks off this year in 2018. Um, and while you're off, the main differentiator of this is you your job is held, you get paid to a certain amount, 
and your benefits that are in place, let's say you have medical dental vision from that employer, they have to remain in place while you're away on paid family leave. Um, so it's something that the employers need to be mindful of and educate the employees on, which is what you and I are doing right now, because there's a lot to it and people need to understand that even though um, it's a big landscape and, and there's many ins and outs to it, it's meant to be a positive thing for New Yorkers to help in situations that are really changing their life. And sometimes let's just step back and think about why. Why is this happening? The majority of the workforce will soon be the younger generation, millennials, and there is a desire for more of a work-life balance. There's also a need for there to be a better paternity benefit in the United States of America. So that's one of the reasons why New York State has um, made PFL a thing. Um, so you talked about how employees can get paid. You know, we talked about qualifying events, um, with uh, uh, bonding with a newborn child, um, caring for a seriously ill relative or military exigency. Mm -hmm. um, and they can take up to eight weeks, job protected, maintain their benefits. Um, right. Then you mentioned they can get paid. How, how does that work? Sure. So it's 50% of their wage in 2018. PFL will be phased in over four years time. So when we get to 2021, it'll be 67% of a person's wage. But that's not everybody's wage. There has to be some caps on things, um, the max benefit amount. So let's just focus on 2018. It's based off of the average New York State weekly wage, which is $1,305.92. So just to summarize that, um, it maxes out at somebody making $67,000. So they get a 50% of that, of their, of the, um, average New York State weekly wage. So if somebody took PFL, I take PFL today. I would, the most I can get is about $130 today for taking PFL. Um, okay, that makes sense. So 50% of your salary up to the state average. Mm -hmm. um, so if you make more than $1,300 a week, you're still mm -hmm. only capped at making 50% of that. Exactly. A lot um, of people don't understand that. So that's important. But as I understand it too, you don't necessarily have to take it all, like you don't have to take eight, weeks consecutively, right? You can right. kind of break it up. How does that work? Yep. So you can break it up intermittent and it's really going to be based off of how the claim is approved. And that's something that's important too. This isn't where you're going to your employer and they're saying, yes, no, you can do this. Um, and employers need to understand that too. The insurance company makes the decision if they are going to approve or deny the claim. So within that claim paperwork that the employee is going to submit, they will state if it's going to be consecutively those eight weeks or if they're going to do um, intermittent days um, for the pay time off. It has to be approved as such. And you're right. It doesn't have to be, you know, straight eight weeks. Now, if somebody's like, well, I only need an hour on Wednesdays, it doesn't matter. That hour counts as a full day for PFL. Right. And isn't it true that F FMLA can be taken in hourly increments or am I getting that mixed up with something else? Uh, 15 minute increments and 15 minute increments. Yeah. And we should step back on that. So FMLA is for larger employers. Um, 50 or more is when we're talking in this world of of leave for FMLA. That's when that's when that comes into a play. So a lot a lot of small employer groups 
don't think that they have to worry about PFL because they don't have to worry about FMLA. Those larger groups, but PFL is for any employer, private sector employer that has at least one employee. Okay. And um, it gets very detailed when you can take things together, when they dovetail with different disability benefits. And I would say an employer or an employee wants to talk to their broker. You know, we help our clients understand that. That would be too much for this. But yeah, absolutely. There are other leaves that come into play and they can piggyback on each other or happen at the same time. Yeah, and that's really interesting. And, and we've experienced that on the payroll end. Um, we've gotten yeah. emails from clients who have, because we, we've, we've emailed our clients, on obviously on the payroll side, wanting to help them set up their payroll deduction. And we should talk about that in a second, right? Yeah. How this whole thing is funded. Yeah. Um, but uh, and and they've been and and these these small businesses have said you know we've we've been advised that we don't have to do this because we don't qualify for FMLA <laughs> right. so we don't need to worry mm -hmm. about family leave in New York State uh, which obviously is not true FMLA only applies to employers with uh, 50 employees or more mm -hmm. and as you just said paid family leave is one employee and yeah. you have to comply with it so um, so that's I'm really glad you mentioned that that's a really important thing that. Um, you know, as a new law, you can't expect everybody to just know that or assume that. I mean, right. hopefully in the coming months and years, everybody's going to familiarize themselves with it and understand what they need to do. But, you know, as it's as it's just beginning to roll out, it, it kind of does make sense why not everybody would would totally understand it or expect that they have to um, comply. But anyways, I just brought up something interesting about, um, you know, I, I, I use the term um, uh, payroll deduction uh, for mm -hmm. paid family leave. Um, talk about how this whole policy is is funded and what this means for employers and employees. Sure. So who funds the benefit? Um, when it was first rolled out, Governor Cuomo said, employers won't have to pay anything for this. Don't worry about it. Um, and, you know, we all chuckle about that because as an employer, you may not be paying for paid family leave itself, but there's a lot that goes into it that costs you money. Um, you have to understand the benefit. You have to educate accordingly. And regardless of how people feel about things politically, it's all about the education. If you understand it well, and if you educate the employees to understand it, everybody can really reap the benefit of what it's meant to do for New York State employees. Um, so in terms of funding it, you know, the employer has to do a lot on the back end to work with somebody like me and ask their questions and make sure that they're compliant and giving the proper information to the employee because it could cost them money for non-compliance if they don't give the claim paperwork at the right time, if they don't fill out things in the right time frame, um, or if they discriminate when it comes to PFL. So, you know, that is very true. But in let's just talk about who pays for this. So when it started yeah. in January, um, the employees do, all of us, full-time, part-time, full-time and part-time employees are eligible, and all of us started paying into it. So Complete Payroll started doing deductions. Um, some started in 2017, depending on how an employer pays their New York State statutory disability bill, because now PFL is a part of that bill. Mm -hmm. So to, to make it real, an employee making about $41,000 a year, they'll pay about a dollar a week for paid family leave. It's a percentage of their payroll, 0.126% for this year in 2018. No employee will pay more than $85.56 for PFL in 2018. But if you make less than a certain amount, 
and that percentage, that 0.126%, you may not pay, be paying the full 85.56. But again, no one will pay more than that in 2018 for paid family leave. So if you think about the max benefit of it, if you're paying, okay, the most I can pay is $85, the max benefit is about $5,000. So you're paying very little to get um, kind of a lot. So yeah, yeah. people have said, how is that going to work? So for 2018, the rate is understood and what the cost is, it's community rated. And what that means for people that don't deal with insurance every day, the state sets the rate. We're all in the same pool. The rate is the rate. It doesn't matter if you have one employee or thousands of employees. Um, we're all focused on that 0.126% of payroll and doing the deductions with, with the payroll company from there. Next year, I don't know, depending on utilization of the plan, the state could say, we need to adjust this percentage of what people are paying for it. But we can worry about that next year. We'll probably yeah. know more about that in the late summertime um, when they look back on the utilization. There's other states that have had this type of leave for um, longer than New York has, California, New Jersey, Rhode Island. Now their leave is different from ours. There's different weeks involved. There's different percentages. There's different costs, but we're all kind of the same. New York state has the most comprehensive um, PFL program, but in the other states, the most that PFL is used for is for bonding about 80 to 85%. So that's what New York is planning as well. But utilization of the benefit depends on what the benefit costs over time. That's the same thing with like medical insurance um, as an example. So to wrap up what it costs, it's about a dollar a week, no more than $85.56 for the year in 2018 per employee. Yeah, very interesting. Thank you. And and so one thing I wanted to to make sure is that when you say 0.126, mm -hmm. um, that is that is to be clear that is 0.21 per six of a percent. That is not 0.126 as in 12.6 percent. Right, but, right. But basically uh, a fraction of of one percent of of your salary. Correct. Correct. Yes. And yeah. so what you were also talking about was really interesting to me. So you're saying how um, basically the most an average the most an employee will will be forced to to pay into this benefit because essentially it's like an insurance policy right and it so is. when when the um when the deduction comes out of your paycheck and it's like a dollar something a week at max and um ultimately it ends up being a maximum of of essentially a premium of $85 a year with a potential benefit of over 5,000. Really talking about what you pay for the premium versus what you can get out of it in terms of the benefit. And it'll be really interesting. I, I really like that you brought it up. You're essentially talking about the the solvency of the of the program, right? Like sure. ultimately, are there going to be enough people to pay into it? Because when you look at 85 versus 5,000, you think, mm -hmm. man, that's really tremendous upside. You think if, if everybody who has kids, moms and dads uh, take paid family leave to bond with their children, um, is, is are there going to be enough people paying into it in order to, to fund the benefit? Um, how has, do you, do you add, by any chance know how that has played out in other states if they've had to make adjustments and things like that? There, you know, there's data out there that, that we can look into. And, and really, we've only talked about the utilization part of it, the 80 to 85%, and that um, everybody is has a different type of plan. So you're never comparing apples to apples. But 
to go back to what you said about who's paying into it, parents, things of that nature, every New York state employee is that's deemed part-time or full-time. So that's a lot of people. Yeah, that's um, true. So someone might say, I'll never use this. I don't want it. How can I wave out of it? Well, you can't because we're all eligible. So that's the thought. All these people are paying in, but only a small population is going to use it. And I shouldn't say small. We don't know that. But that's the thought. Any part-time or full-time employee is eligible. So let me talk about that in terms it's of small, eligibility. All relative to the amount of people who are paying into it. Right. Yeah. Everybody, some people don't even realize they've been paying yeah. for this for a couple months. Yeah, it's probably um, true. Every week they're paying for it and, and they may not even realize it. And people don't realize it yet, probably, because it's only $85.56. Um, but we are aware that that is still a cost to employees that it, it, it maybe they they will use the benefit maybe they won't either way it's something that we all need to be aware of that we're paying for so in terms of a full-time employee you can't work for an employer use pfl jump to another employer use pfl right away you have to meet the eligibility period so for full-time employees it's 26 weeks you have to be working full-time for an employer for 26 weeks to be eligible for PFL, you know, so that's a good thing to have those rules in place. There's lots of rules, CJ. We could talk about it all day if, if we needed to. Um, for part-time employees, they, they're they deemed eligible, even part-time. People think, no, not the part-time, just like they think, no, I'm a small employer. No, nope, part-time or eligible if they've worked 175 days for that employer, okay? So I might now, be- let me ask you this. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, sorry to cut cool. you off. Is okay. it- 175 days on the job or having worked for that company for 175 days? Good question. Actual days worked. And what's important there too is it's in a 52 week period. So if a part-time employee has not worked 175 days in a 52 week period, they can waive. Um, if a full-time employee hasn't worked 26 weeks in a 52 week period, they can waive. It'll be few and far in between. It depends on um, the industry, right? Employer groups know when they have a quote unquote seasonal employee and right. when they're going to want them or that employee is going to want to sign that waiver. Now, what if they are typically not working that much time? We just assume they waive out. You need to track this. You need to track the people that you're unsure of that you deem to be part-time and that you think are working less than 175 days, you can't think and just say, oh, I think we're good here. You have to know. It has mm -hmm. to be tracked. You know, Bond has a system, um, BTA, Bond Total Access, where we help employers track it there. Payroll companies, Complete Payroll is going to have a system where you can track PFL. And people are already probably tracking things like FMLA if, if they're larger. Sure. But you need to have a system in place to track. And some people say, well, I'll do it in a spreadsheet. Okay, that sounds fun. You can do that, but you should have a system in place because employees may fluctuate. And if they've signed a waiver, then we need to readdress, you know, when they are eligible. I don't think it will affect as many people, but there are some employer groups that may be um listening to this that are like, oh God, that's going to affect me a lot. And we can help with that. You know, you need to know when it's proper and the right time to give that waiver out and have it signed. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. So I definitely want to get into a little bit more about how you guys bond can help uh, employers, mm -hmm. employees on this side. But before I do that, I, I, have, a, I have a couple of questions. Um, first of all, um, 
it is pretty clear to see how the average employee um, would like this, would benefit from this, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, up and before January 1st of this year, there was no paid leave for, mm-hmm. for bonding with the child, um, for you know, caring for a sick relative or military exigency. So um, it's clear to see, I mean, I already, I know some, some people, um, I myself am one of those people actually, who is expecting a child in 2018 and, mm-hmm. and plan to take paid family leave. So, um, you know, uh, it, it's clear to see why a lot of employees would be excited about about this new law. Um, why would employers uh, be excited about this law? And what are some of the things that may, they might be looking forward to as a result? Well, they probably wouldn't be right off the bat because it's, you know, it's I'm a lot. I'm just going to let you answer that. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that one. You know, it's a lot to do and it's a lot to know. And and it to be non-compliant can be very expensive. So let's just get that out of the way. And employers, we understand that. But in other states, um, they have found that there's there's better employee loyalty with something like this. You know, to go through... Um, to talk about somebody having a new baby. There was somebody that I helped recently. They had a new baby and that changes your life anyhow, right? Um, but the newborn had a heart condition and that's a lot to go through. Oh and God. this was really um, something that eased their mind. You know, there are other things in place for women with maternity leave that, that if you're paying for it, you know, um, voluntary short-term disability, may or may not be voluntary, doesn't matter, but there is some payment there. But with with PFL, it offers just another moment of relief, if you will. And, and that's one of the reasons behind it. So that employee is going through something different or maybe difficult. Um, this plan is going to support them through that and give them some sort of wage while you as their employer are holding their job. And, you know, your your thought is you've trained that employee. They know the job. Um, they know the culture, they know the company. When they're done with that leave, you want them to come back, right? Sure, right. So with, with PFL, that's one of the um, main positive points to answer your question about an employer. You know, they can expect that employee loyalty and for that employee to um, return to work. So it's reduced turnover because with turnover comes recruiting and interviewing and training. And um, we also do respect the fact that it's hard to say, I'm a small business owner or a large, somebody's going to be away for eight weeks. Well, you hope that that employee that is already up to speed is coming back and they have found that this promotes um, that return to work. Great. That's a great answer. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the other question I wanted to ask is, um, you know, like I said, we've, we've we've actually talked a lot about it from the employee side today, which I think is really important because as we talked about before in 2017, it was all about what this means on the employer side. Right. Um, but uh, say that you happen to stumble upon this video and, um, you know, you're an employee at some company in New York State and mm-hmm. um, either you're pregnant or your wife is pregnant and you're thinking, okay, um, we're going to have a baby this year. I'm let's say it's August. And uh, I think I might be interested in applying for paid family leave. What, what do you do? How, how, how does, how does one, how does an employee submit a claim and and really what do they need to do and what do they need to know? Yeah, no, great question. And I think that it's important that we talk about it from the employee perspective because 
nobody ever really does until they're already in the situation. So um, if you're an employee that you think that you have any type of PFL event, um, and, uh, besides just having a child, you know, right. there's the, there's the other two buckets, the, a family member with a chronic illness or some type of military event. So what you would do is you would go to your employer, um, whomever that you would talk to about a benefit situation like this and say, you know, I'm interested in looking in PF, into PFL and taking PFL. And there, there's some things that they need to make you aware of. You know, your leave is PFL eligible and FMLA eligible, if applicable. You know, and, and we help um, guide people in, in terms of understanding that. But most, most HR people, this is what they do. This is what they know. So they know sure. when to say that. But the real thing is um, they have to understand their statement of rights, if you will. There is um, a one-pager that the employee must get. And they need to read through that to understand really the nuts and bolts of PFL, um, but also the claim packet. So there are forms that need to be filled out, three separate packets, and PFL1 through PFL5 are, are the different forms. So for some leaves, you're going to just need PFL1 or 5. For others, you're going to need more. So the employer would essentially give them that claim packet. And maybe they're looking into a couple PFLs, a couple paid family leaves, give them all the packets. And the employee walks away with that information and completes it. So it's going to be filling in, for, in information. It's going to be um, gathering supporting documentation like a birth certificate, for example, or if somebody is sick in your family, um, HIPAA, you know, authorization in terms of talking to that relative's doctor and getting them to fill out stuff within PFL within that claim packet. You then have to give it back to your employer. They have to fill out a piece. They have three business days to do so, to fill out their part. Then they wow. give it back to the employee. Yeah, lots of rules. Um, and it's the employee's responsibility to submit the claim to the insurance carrier. So that's important. And um, usually that's not how things go. You know, you want your employer to help you, but really in the way that this law is written, it's the employee's responsibility to submit the claim to the insurance carrier. Once the insurance carrier gets it, again, they're the one deciding yay or nay, not the employer, the insurance company. So when they get your packet, it needs to be everything that's required. And if you filled it out properly, and you gave them everything that they needed, the clock starts there and they have 18 days to approve or deny the claim. And if it's approved, we've seen payments start immediately. Um, so that's a good thing. And if it's denied, they'll you'll be made aware of that. The employer will be made aware of that. And the employee does have time, um, 30 days to submit additional paperwork. Maybe they miss something, you Got know. Um, they do have a chance to submit again, but they need to wait and get the the approval or the or the denial. How long? Let's say they're approved. How long after the qualifying event do they have to take all of the maximum of eight weeks? What do you mean? So let's say, um, so let's say I, you know, my wife and I have a baby right now, mm -hmm. and uh, my claim is approved, and I know that I get up to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, do I have to take, do I have eight weeks to take all those eight weeks? Do I have six months yeah. to take all those eight weeks? Uh, good question. It's eight weeks in a 52 week rolling period. So Got the it. employer needs to be tracking that as well. So just if you, you know, if CJ, when, when, and if you take PFL, you can take it again. Um, 
but there there's a time frame in which you can do so and there's dip- different stipulations bef- depending on the cl- the um section that you're taking it for so um bonding with a baby you know you can only do that within 1 year of birth foster placement or adoption Got you it. know so you can't um somebody can't be bonding with a child now that's that's older you know, there's there's rules around it. So again, within one year of birth, um, foster placement or adoption. So even though the law went into effect one one two thousand and eighteen, if somebody had a baby or there was a foster placement or adoption in two thousand and seventeen, um, that would constitute PFL for bonding for two in two thousand and eighteen because it's within that one year time frame. So they won't pay me to take leave to go uh, bond with my 21-year-old right. on, on her, on her 21st birthday? Right. They also won't pay you to, um, you know, not to joke about it, but if a family member is sick and we're here in New York and they're down in Florida, um, you know, you need you need to be around each other, okay? So you Got can't it. be, you know, we joke, you can't be going to the beach to to help somebody. And, and I flip flop that around. So if the family member is in New York, but then you're flying down to Florida to help them, that doesn't make much sense. So there's a lot of information that is required to be submitted to the insurance carrier. They'll be very thorough about um, reading through that and approving accordingly. Uh, what is there anything else that we haven't really, I mean, I know this is kind of a dangerous question because there's just so mm-hmm. much that we can go into. Um, yeah. So before did, we get into how bond can help, is there anything that you were yeah. kind of hoping to share on either the employee or employer side? Just to break it down, you know, it's it's an insurance policy. The employee is paying for it. The insurance company will approve or deny, and um, it's it's not up to the employer to approve or deny, and it's not up for the employer to pay it. You know, it's up to the employee, and it's not up to the employer to pay that fifty percent of the um, the awarded benefit, it's up to the insurance carrier. So there's, there's different people involved and, and it's important to know that now how bond, um, how bond can assist, you know, we're a broker, we're a benefits consultant, and we're meant to be that liaison between you and the insurance carrier or you and the doctor, you and the dentist, whatever you need help with at that time, you and the Affordable Care Act, you know, there's a lot of things that we advise on. So with paid family leave, I'd say right now, it's just a lot of questions. And we'll do different seminars face-to-face in, in different areas of the state of New York where we're educating and we're saying, here's the here's the law. We all kind of get that, but let's talk about real-life examples. And that's important. So we'll do exercises like that. But employers are welcome um, to reach out to us at any time and just run the questions by us and um, we'll do our best to, to answer that and support you along the way in making sure that you are compliant with PFL. So a lot of times I'm sitting down with employers that haven't quite worked with us yet and I'm saying, let's walk through your PFL practices. What do you have on file? Do you know when to give the statement of rights? Do you know that there's three different packets and some of them are 11 pages long and some of them are 13 pages long? So we'll just help um, just bring clarity overall and that makes it easier for everybody to reap the benefits of the benefit. Yeah, that's great. Oh my gosh. Christine, I can't thank you enough for, um, uh, being on our show, especially the inaugural episode. Yeah. Exciting. This is super exciting. Um, you, you've added a, a ton of value, um, in helping illuminate, uh, paid family leave now that the dust has settled, even though Mm -hmm. we're really only getting started with that actual like rollout. Um, 
and compliance with the law. But 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 you really added a lot of value on the employer and employee side, and I really really appreciate you being here. Um, we will provide some some links. Um, that people can follow to learn more about what you guys do and, and how you can help, um, especially with, with paid family leave. Um, and aside from that, like I said, I really appreciate your time and thank you so much. Oh, thank you, CJ. This is great. All right. So that was Christine Theodorakos from Bond Benefits Consulting and CJ Maurer, whose voice you will hear a lot on this podcast. I can guarantee that. If you have any questions about any of the topics that we covered in this episode, if you'd like to suggest the topic or be a guest on a future episode, or if you'd like to advertise in this space, please shoot us an email, podcast at completepayroll.com. We'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, thanks again for listening and welcome to Payroll Country. 